IU opens its football season against Illinois this year and can add to the list of either memorable season openers or infamous ones. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Tuesday, August 2nd. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. I want to thank you guys for stopping in and making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Indiana is going to open the football season once again with a conference game. It's something Tom Allen talked about at Media Day. We referenced those comments last week, basically, he acknowledged that um, it's interesting that IU is the school that continues to open uh, the season with conference games and that it probably isn't a coincidence. It's certainly not any kind of random draw that is leading that to happen. But you're you're dealt the cards you're dealt, and he talked about just making turning that into a positive. And you're going to open the season right away and figure out where you stand relative to one of your kind of counterparts in the other division. I would put Illinois and Indiana roughly at the same level, uh, at least heading into the year. We'll see what the season holds. But it could be a, a kind of a statement game for Indiana as they look to put the 2021 season behind them and really turn the page and start 2022 on a different note. Got me thinking, uh, just kind of wondering how this game could turn out, what the good and the bad could be, about some of the uh, memorable recent season openers. So I figured we could look today at the good season openers in recent memory and the bad ones and uh, see where we think maybe Illinois will fall in on this one. If we're starting good season openers, maybe the best ever is uh 2020 IU beats number eight Penn State 36-35. I don't have to give you guys the details on this one. Everybody listening to this almost certainly remembers what they were doing watching that game. It was a mess of a uh, of a season, I guess, in terms of getting it started. The Big Ten first saying there won't be a season, realizing all the money they may, may be losing and all the and how they could actually pull it off and throw it together a little bit last minute, but leads to IU getting its biggest win in, I'm not sure what number you could put on that, 30, 40 years? I, I don't know. There, it's, there may not be a big enough number to put on that because uh, it was as memorable as any win that may happen in my lifetime. Hopefully not, but 36-35 in overtime, the Hoosiers come away with that one. That's not just a memorable IU season opener. That's as memorable of an IU game as there has been in multiple generations. So obviously this one's going to rank at the very top. Michael Penix, for all his struggles, for all the uh, untapped potential, for all the what-ifs, he is going to be etched into IU lore for for the reach alone uh, and... An iconic moment, iconic play, iconic game. Uh, so many positive memories from that one that 
will not soon be forgotten. It, <laughs> I had to be a little liberal with, with memorable season openers because some of these aren't great. Um, go back to 2016 against Florida International. IU wins 34-13. This might just be like a, a personal thing. That game felt like something of a statement game. Uh, ultimately, that IU team didn't really do much. They were 6-7 and seven, um, and lost in the Foster Farms Bowl to Utah. Uh, but, I mean, a bowl game for IU isn't anything bad. And I thought this game was a statement in the way that they ultimately ended up winning it. They headed into the fourth quarter down 13-12 to 12 after a, a field goal late, eight seconds left in the third quarter. And... You're sitting there thinking, man, same IU, different different coach, um, different year. Uh, well, I guess Kevin Wilson started that year, but uh, different year, same IU. And then IU rips off 22 points, unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Uh, there was a touchdown pass from Lego to Danny Friend. Uh, there was a touchdown run by Richard Lego. And then T. Gray Scales had the pick six. Uh, with four minutes to go to completely seal it. Um, this was Tom Allen's first year uh, at IU. So as a defensive coordinator, you could tell the impact he was going to make pretty quickly with this game, even outside of the pick six. Um, I just felt kind of optimistic and in a good mood after this game. Divine Redding ran for 135 yards. Um, Lego only threw for 240, but didn't have any interceptions. IU picked off FIU three different times. Speaking to that, um, impact the defense had Mike Majette had a hundred yards from scrimmage. So, uh, it was kind of this team effort that led to the victory that gave, a, gave me a pretty good feeling about what the season would had in store. Uh, the ball state game the next week, they, uh, if I recall correctly, jumped out to a big lead and then it looked a little bit closer than it ultimately ended up being. They're up 30 to nothing and Ball State scored 20 points effectively in garbage time. But uh, this was, I think, a, a moment for IU in a bowl season. And those are so few and far between that um, this one stuck out and it stuck out as a positive. And it was the first shot or first uh, look we had at Tom Allen and ultimately led to him taking over that at the end of that season and kind of changing the trajectory of IU football. Uh, memorable for a number of reasons. I think this was peak chaos team IU. Uh, they beat Indiana State in 2013 in the opener, 73-35. to 35. What a silly team this was. What a silly era a football for IU this was, uh, for better and for worse, results-wise for worse more often than not. Nate Sudfeld threw for 219 yards, but four touchdowns on the day. Uh, Tevin Coleman ran for 169 yards. Uh, Ted Bolzer caught a pair of touchdowns. Shane Wynn caught a pair of touchdowns. Kofi Hughes caught a touchdown. Um, Nick Stoner caught a touchdown. Trey Roberson threw for a pair of touchdowns in this game as well. Silly game. Just just a silly game. Uh, scoring 75 points. Uh, IU scored at least 20 points in three of the uh, 
four periods. Uh, it was only garbage time when they kind of let their foot off the gas. And this was, like I said, peak chaos team. They go five and seven this year. Um, it was just kind of nonsense all around. This was a team that this was the same year they lost to Michigan, 63 to 47. The same year they put up 52 points on Illinois. The same year they put up 56 points on Purdue. This offense was really, really good. The defense could not stop a nosebleed. Uh, so you lose to Navy 41 to 35. Uh, this offense only once failed to score uh, in double figures. That was against Wisconsin when, for a brief moment, uh, there was a potential for IU being in the Big Ten title game because of various sanctions on Ohio State and Penn State, and IU probably came out and had its worst showing of the year. Uh, but it was only Wisconsin and Ohio State that was able to limit Indiana. Otherwise, uh, they scored at least 28 points in every other game this season. It was a chaotic team. I remember the that season as just being particularly silly and fun, frustrating as well. Uh, the last game is not recent, but it, it I want to uh, hearken back to an old rivalry that I, I would love to see come back uh, in IU football. We'll talk about that here in a second. First, though, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your f- job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Reminder to also join us over at YouTube. Subscribe over there. The episodes go up daily at 7 a.m. You can join in on the conversation over there as well. The one other kind of – I wrote it down in the memorable season openers just because doing research for this, it, it made me want this back. 1969, IU opened the year beating Kentucky 58-30. to um, It was one of the biggest wins in the series. I just want that game back. It, it's the it's – the, I don't know, less intense version of this IU-Kentucky rivalry. Neither school is particularly known for its football programs. Kentucky has definitely been better at football, uh, particularly recently, I think, than IU. But uh, it's a more lighthearted, I guess, not nearly as intense game that uh, I just want back. And um, it hasn't been played in almost 20 years, I think, at this point. IU doesn't need to schedule tough uh, non-conference opponents, but scheduling Kentucky, I know they're an SEC team, but scheduling Kentucky would be fun. 
The problem is IU schedule is made all the way out to like 2027. So it's not going to happen anytime soon, but I wish it would. (laughs) It'd be fun if they brought this rivalry back. Now, this is IU football we're talking about. So for all the good, there's going to be much, much more bad. I limited this to three uh, infamous season openers. Uh, The not fun kind, the not memorable kind. And again, just as you had to start with Penn State uh, for the memorable wins, I think you probably have to start with this Iowa game when you're talking about the worst season opening losses. And this one is going to... This might be the worst season opening loss ever. Um, Considering the context of IU and the excitement we all had that IU was good, they were ranked, this could be a, a turning point for the... The program, they come in with so much excitement, so much um, hype and momentum, and then promptly uh, give up a 56-yard touchdown run 90 seconds in, throw a pick six on the first possession of the uh, game offensively. You're down 14 nothing. The place is absolutely rocking, and that was it. It was done. Iowa got up as much as 31-3. to They went at 34-6. to Just a disaster in every sense of the word. Tom Allen spoke last week at Media Day about this game and just the way they lost it and just how tough of a loss it was. And he thought it was something that they didn't really recover from the rest of the year. It snowballed and spiraled a little bit, and IU never really got its footing again. Everybody thought that this IU team was going to be legit, no, I, I mean, looking back at it, I, I don't know that that IU team was as bad as their record may show. Injuries certainly played a huge part in things, but I mean, when it came time to put up or shut up, IU shut up in a big way, and they got absolutely hammered in this one, just as deflating as a loss as there's ever going to be for a program, uh, not just for like a season, but for for a program as a whole, to think that you're able to really compete Iowa was kind of on the same level as what most thought Indiana would be. I know it was a road game, but to lose 34 to six and not really at any point be in this game, that was as for as program altering as the Penn state win was this is, this was program altering uh, in the opposite way. We'll see if they're able to have that statement win against, Illinois this season, maybe that is just a really big bump in the road. If they fall back into what IU football has been, then we're going to look back at that Iowa game as something that completely changed the trajectory of the program once again. Another Big Ten opening uh, season game. Again, I these haven't went well for Indiana generally. Ohio State 49, Indiana 21. Again, another game where... Indiana came in with some excitement. It was a night game. Um, it was number two Ohio State. Uh, IU led early on seven to three. My one of my favorite sequences in IU football history came in this game. Uh, IU got to the goal line. They were up seven to six, uh, and they were trying to target Simi Cobbs, who had Denzel Ward, a much smaller Denzel Ward on him, and. I believe three times in a row targeted him and it didn't was not complete. They went for it on fourth down. 
they went right back to Simi Cobbs and he catches the ball just towering over top of Denzel Ward. And IU scores. They're up 14 to 6. Everybody's going crazy because it feels like IU could really do it this time. Uh, as late as uh, five minutes ago in the third quarter, IU led 21 to 10. And then, or excuse me, 21 to 20. And then Ohio State scored 29 unanswered points and one going away. The scoreline probably wasn't quite as indicative of how competitive the game was, uh, but it was a, a deflating loss in a different kind of way because IU was there. This is one of the many times it felt like they could compete with Ohio State, and then everything went off the rails down the stretch. Uh, Lego ended up throwing for three touchdowns and two interceptions, but uh, JT Barrett had three touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins had almost, or he had over 200 yards from scrimmage. Uh, Paris Campbell had 136 receiving yards. IU had no rushing game whatsoever. Uh, they could not amount or get anything going on the ground. Ran 27 times for. 17 total yards. They threw for 410 yards to make it look a little bit better, but uh, what a frustrating ending to the game. The beginning was exciting, and it gave Indiana hope. That's what Indiana does is give you hope and then absolutely crush it. Uh, and that was a – I mean, deflating is a word I keep going back to, but that's what that one felt like. IU was able to bounce back a little bit and uh, get into a do-or-die game against Purdue at the end of that season, and we don't need to talk about what happens. Uh, they could have went to the bowl game. If they win that game, they do not. So uh, so be it. Uh, we're not going to get that frustrated about IU football on this fine Tuesday in August. Last game to be frustrated by, 2011. Ball State 27, IU 20. Um, this one was at Lucas Oil Stadium. I remember taking a school bus from Bloomington to Lucas Oil Stadium, being right by the field in the end zone. It was the end zone where DeMarlo Belcher caught a 65-yard touchdown pass to put IU up 14-7. to They <laughs> Losing to Ball State is always particularly frustrating, because I use this Big Ten program that feels like, on paper, they should be this superior program to uh, somebody like Ball State, your Indiana States, uh, your kind of secondary programs, um, your mid, uh, j just your your not Power Five programs in the state. And IU has made a habit of losing to Ball State in recent years, and it's frustrating. Uh, this one they. Fell behind 27-17 to 17 on a field goal with about two minutes left. They right, rushed down the field. I remember kicked a field goal. Mitch Ewald tried the onside kick. The worst part about this is because I rode up with uh, the school bus and the school, basically. I could not leave early after IU failed to get the onside kick. Everybody had to wait, and we had to watch the annoying part of Ball State taking the victory formation. That one's just frustrating. That was the Edward Wright Baker era, and if you want to talk about frustrating quarterbacks, 
boy, he ranked really, really high on that list. Uh, DeMarlo Belcher was um, a ton of hype and optimism around him, but uh, not a lot in the way of production. IU went 1-11 that year. The next week they lost to Virginia in a heartbreaker that I was there for as well. Uh, it was just a really frustrating season. DeMarlo Belcher only had 286 yards that season. I believe he had an injury, uh, so almost half his yards came in that first game. Uh, just a bummer of a season that going to Lucas Oil Stadium and losing to Ball State is frustrating. Losing to Ball State in general is frustrating. Doing it at Lucas Oil Stadium is frustrating. Hopefully, I don't think any loss IU has to Illinois short of like a 51-3 blowout is going to fall in that worst opening games category because Illinois, to be quite frank, is not relevant enough to make it a frustrating loss. But they're also not bad enough as like a ball state to make it a frustrating loss. This has a better chance, I think, of being kind of a statement opening win. If they win 35 to nothing or something like that, we're going to remember that one as being a, a, a really impactful win. I don't know. If they lose 35 to nothing... Ugh. I mean, it wouldn't be great, but I don't know if I'd file that among the worst losses on opening day. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Maybe, I, maybe I'm misjudging it here. Let me know what you think, either in the comments on YouTube or in a review on iTunes. Let's look at some recent visits for IU basketball, wrap up the day with some recruiting news. First, though, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Are you ready for this? It's delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. I grabbed the wrong bar. I have cookie dough uh, chunk puffs in the other room. I grabbed the s'mores ones. Both are absolutely incredible. I've had the cookie dough chunk puffs. Uh, they have the cookie dough chunks on the top of the bar. It's covered in chocolate. Unbelievable. I, I don't know how Built Bar keeps doing this, but these taste absolutely incredible. Uh, the best part is they're only 160 calories and they only have 15 grams of protein. So run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat. You can find a good hiding place and just hoard them yourself if you want as well. They're covered in that 100% real chocolate, like I mentioned. They're made with the collagen protein so that your body can absorb it more efficiently and it provides a ton of health benefits. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout or a late night treat or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Go grab a Built bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. It's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We talked uh, late last week about Jamie Kaiser having his visit to Indiana. Two other players, or prospects I should say, took a visit last week as well. Aaronson Page, who we talked about on yesterday's show, is someone that I use probably going to shift their focus to a little bit uh, now that Xavier Booker is off the... Um, has committed. He's no longer available. Um, it sounds sounds like things went really well for his visit. Trevor Andershock wrote, quote, 
The visit could not have gone much better. Woodson seemed to make a really big impact on Paige and his family as well. Um, so this one's going to be, I think, one to really follow, as well as TJ Power, who uh, we're not going to really talk about today. He's someone IU has really uh, started targeting. He's rising up recruiting boards. Um, but they're both big men that could put kind of fill the void that you would have hoped Xavier Booker would have had when it comes to Paige. Um, he's not rushing things, even though this visit with IU sounds like it went really, really well. Miami, Cincinnati, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida are also in the mix for him. Like I said yesterday, I think they're going to really turn their attention to him in the coming uh, days, weeks, potentially months, depending on how long this recruitment goes. Deshaun Harris-Smith was uh, the other prospect, the other recruit to take a visit to Indiana. Had some really interesting quotes. Um, Quote, Coach Kenya, he grew up at the same place as me. Him and my mom and dad all went to the same high school. I know Xavier Johnson really well. We work out all the time together when he comes home. I was definitely comfortable with the whole coaching staff and all the players. Those types of connections matter. And when you have someone that you're close to that is telling you, uh, how great IU is, that carries more weight, uh, even for all the relationships you could build through recruiting. If you know these guys kind of outside of the recruiting environment and they're saying these things to you, it carries more weight. So I I think IU should feel really optimistic about uh, Harris Smith as well. He said he wanted to pick Coach Woodson's brain about the NBA. Quote, we were talking about how he would use me similar to Jalen hood Shafino being a big guard, how he could use me in different situations, uh, in pick and rolls, off the ball, let me post up smaller guards, how he could use me in point guard and shooting guard roles. So that's actually interesting to hear him talk about. uh, It's not something you hear a lot of kids talk about. You hear a lot of kids say, the coach told me how he's going to use me. You don't necessarily hear as much as the player asking how he'd be used and kind of having that that type of discussion, which – uh, it's tri- intriguing, interesting, and appealing to me to to have someone that kind of forward thinking and wanting to be a part of the offense and knowing wanting to know how they're going to be a part of the offense. Right now, with him, it seems like Indiana Xavier and Villanova are the front runners. Um, again, another one that I you should feel really optimistic on both of these guys. We'll see how things unfold. Both have kind of said that they want to make decisions next month well i guess we're in august so potentially within the next month those things can change i don't ever really hold anyone to the any kind of timeline they have but we'll see i think these two are going to unfold here uh soon whether it's within the next month i I don't think these are going to drag on and right now i think if you're an iu fan you have to feel pretty confident uh in what you're able to do on both of these visits We're going to go fully in on these two recruits, on Jamie Kaiser, on Xavier Booker, on a number of guys on tomorrow's episode. We're going to have Cruton Wednesday set up tomorrow with Jason Jordan of Sports Illustrated. It'll be a weekly segment we do, not segment, a weekly show we do, talking IU basketball recruiting. So be sure you guys are here tomorrow to talk and uh, hear all that he has to say. So thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Join us tomorrow for that discussion. 
Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. Locked On Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter, if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific Tuesday. And Elio.